Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Like I always say, it is my joy to be with you. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday and Thursday through CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You could also access it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Um, If you are a consistent listener to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much. We're getting so many testimonies back. Thank you for sharing it with your friends, family, Bible study groups, home groups. Um, it's a blessing. I really appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing this, speaking to leaders from around the world, as well as sharing the teachings and the words that God has put on my heart, having friends, family, my wife on the show. It's always a joy to to just share the word of God and hear people's stories, be strengthened in faith, break down the word of God, release what the Lord is doing prophetically as the Lord speaking to many leaders around the world. And so I absolutely love this opportunity to speak to you guys through Awaken Podcast. I do want to bring up something that I think would be a resource, which would be very, very helpful to you. My mother, Stephanie Lombardo, released a book called Forever Faithful, The Miraculous Stories of God's Faithfulness to a Praying Wife and Mother. She's been a believer for over 40 years, and it's a teeny book. It's small. It's very devotional in nature. You could read one chapter a day. It's probably three or four pages a chapter, and she goes into healing testimonies, salvation testimonies, deliverance testimonies, protection, divine protection, you know, financial breakthrough and all the many things she's experienced in her life and the faithfulness of God to her and our family. My story of getting saved is in there. My father's story of getting saved is in there. My sister's story of being healed, the time that God preserved our house from uh, a fire that really should have consumed and engulfed our house. But when standing in faith, God supernaturally preserved our home. There's so many incredible stories in this book and you could just take it in bite sizes every day. So go to amazon.com, not trying to sell it. I'm just trying to, I just truly believe this is a resource that is so important for the body of Christ right now. It's called Forever Faithful. My mother, her name is Stephanie Lombardo. She came on the show with me. If you go back, I think it's in the episode 70s. Um, you could listen to um, that episode and she came on with me, but Forever Faithful, Miraculous Stories of God's Faithfulness to a Praying Wife and Mother. You definitely want to tap into that. And so I have um, a hero on the show with me today, somebody that I look up to, someone I've served, um, someone I consider a spiritual papa in the faith just because I've received so much from him in person as well as just through his teachings and through the Passion Translation and through many of his teachings. And so Brian and Candace Simmons, they're both incredible They uh, don't just minister grace behind the pulpit, but they ooze grace in everything they do. They're filled with love. They are pioneers in ministry. They're missionaries, pastors, itinerant ministries, you know, know, ministers, now Bible translators that God's used them in many facets um, throughout their life and ministry. And so their teaching and spiritual gifts have opened many doors in the nations. They've seen awakening and revival in many places in the world. For the last 40 years, they've labored together to present Christ in his fullness wherever God sends them. And they're currently working as the lead translators of the Passion Translation. If you've never heard of it, I highly recommend it. And today we'll be talking a bit about that. Brian, thank you for joining me. Michael, it's a treat for me to be with you again. (laughs) It's so good. God is so faithful. So you are uh, the Passion Translation. The whole New Testament is translated. You're working on the Old Testament right now. Can you, for those who are not aware of the Passion Translation, maybe just share with us about how this project began and how far into it you are right now? Sure. Uh, It began really in the jungle where we were tribal missionaries. I had some linguistic training and background in Bible translation principles I was taught by some wonderful, wonderful 
missionary leaders. So going into the tribe, I knew that part of my role was to uh, help translate the New Testament. And after learning the language, I, I look back now, I think it was supernatural how God helped us with the language learning. Mm-hmm. We were able to participate in that translation project to our delight. And the Payakuna people now have the New Testament in their own dialect, their own language, and the church is thriving. Returning then back to North America, uh, in, in the 90s, we pastored in Connecticut, a beautiful church that is uh, just flourishing to this day. It's called Gateway Christian Fellowship. Loved our time in Connecticut, but it came to a close. The Lord spoke and said, hand it over to another leadership team. Give it to a younger group of leaders. So we did that. That was about 12 years ago. And uh, I had just a very beautiful divine encounter with the one we love. And he gave me this commission to translate the New Testament Mm. into a dynamic, powerful uh, version that would grip the reader, that would touch the heart, not just the intellect. So for 12 years, I've been doing that. New Testament's done. We've got Genesis, Isaiah, and we're so excited about Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. It's now available, uh, and we're excited about getting the, that, uh, that triad of books uh, out together. Um, I'm currently, I finished Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Those are in the editing stages. I actually just finished Daniel, and I'm now working on Hosea. Wow. Awesome. And you you also did Proverbs, Psalms, and Song of Songs. And that's how I was introduced to the Passion Translation. Um, Brian Johnson, or Bill Johnson, I believe, posted about the Song of Songs and the Passion Translation. My wife saw it when we were missionaries in Cambodia, and I have a love and affinity for that book. God spoke to me, broke performance off of me um, in so many ways through the Song of Songs. And so my wife said, "You got we got to check this out in the Passion Translation. I read it, and it was the language of my heart, how the Lord has spoken to my heart, just language that just oozed with passion and intimacy. And it just really opened up the scriptures in a deeper way for me. And so ever since then, I've been a lover of the Passion Translation. So I highly recommend grabbing it. And so thank you so much for um, your obedience and devotion to take on this massive project. I'm sure it's not easy. It's been, when do you project that? um, Do you have a projection of when you think the whole Bible will be translated? I believe I'm going to, with God's grace and supernatural help, I believe I can finish this in about four and a half years. And then it mm-hmm. will go through at least a year of editing and theological review and, and fine-tuning before we put the entire Bible out, hopefully in 2026. Yeah, and this is a translation that God's hand is on. It's been um, like a wildfire spreading all over the world. So many amazing leaders are endorsing the Passion Translation. Um, so many people that I know are just loving it, diving into it, sharing it on social media. And so I know that it's growing. And so thank God for you and your obedience to release this. And hey, listen, I, one thing I really love about it as well, the footnotes are anointed. There's so many footnotes um, you know, throughout the Bible that is just breakdown, just a breakdown of revelation, a lot of the deep mysteries that God has shared with you as well. Yeah, we hope to have about 20,000 footnotes in the completed Bible, at least that many. So it's, uh, it's, it's very amazing. It's a project. I mean, think about it. Who, who gets to translate the Bible? That, <laughs> and who is, who is qualified or worthy of doing that? And I, I sure am not 
in any way, but I'm doing it out of obedience to God. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why he told me to do it. Oh yeah. And there's just so much I know that you've spoken to me and when you share um, when when you share, and no matter what outlet it is, but God's breaking down a lot of His mysteries as you're translating. So many, so much revelation is being poured out, which you're translating into the footnotes, so that people can be a part of that experience and glean from that as well. And so, so you, you just released Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. Why did you decide to lump yeah. these? Why did you decide to lump these books together in one edition currently? Well, I think they really go together, not only chronologically, you know, in our Bibles, but we're in a day where the church has to have courage. We must be brave. We must be strong in the Lord. And that's how the book of Joshua begins. It's a new leadership. It's a generational shift from Moses to Joshua. And I think we're in a major generational shift of leadership, not only in our nation, but in the church where a young generation is rising up with that Joshua anointing to take the land, to possess what we've been given in Christ. So Joshua is so timely, and it is a book full of courage, a book of miracles. It was a book of of just conquest. Failure, yes, there's failure, but there's also uh, repentance, breakthrough, and victory. So I, I think Joshua has about every dynamic that you can experience in life, it has it. So uh, I see Judges as a book of of how God uses the unqualified and the weak and the unworthy. He uses them powerfully. Every mm-hmm. one of the 12 Judges, and by the way, they're the apostles of the Old Testament. The, the, we call them Judges, but they're really, they're not guys with black robes, uh, or like in Deborah's case, a woman in, in a black robe sitting on a bench in a courtroom. They're not just judging cases, they are deliverers. And the, uh, the word for judges literally means breakers. They are uh, deliverers. You know, these, yeah. these are people who will pull the, the people of God forward. So judges, amazing, all 12 of them had handicaps. They all had their personal issues. And we try to point that out in the footnotes, what would hold them back. Of course, for all the women listening, Deborah, what was her handicap? It was being a woman in a male-dominated culture. Yet she rose to great prominence and great authority as a prophetess and led the people into victory. So uh, I think there's hope in the book of Judges for all of us to see that God chooses not the rich, the powerful. There's not very many mighty that he chooses. He chooses the weak. Uh, he heals the broken and then yeah. raises them mm-hmm. up through the thrones of princes. And he takes the, the disqualified and he makes them qualified in his grace. For example, Gideon, you know, he was hiding in a wine press. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was hiding from the Midianites. And God's angel came to him and said, you're the mighty man God has chosen. You're the perfect one to lead Israel into victory. And he's looking behind him going, who are you talking to? You know, I'm the least of my, uh, my clan is the least of our tribe and I'm our family's the least of our clan and I'm the least of the family. So he couldn't be more unqualified. They were idol worshipers. And yet God used Gideon to break down Baal's altars and bring the people of God into revival. And then finally, the book of Ruth, which is 
It's been described as the most charming book in all the Bible, and I have to agree. Uh, the two Bible figures that have impacted me the most uh, in translating so far the Bible has been Daniel and Ruth. And to see Ruth's uh, tender heart, she was a Moabitess. She was, she was not a, a, a Jewish girl, and yet she weds into a, a powerful family line of Boaz. She met her Boaz <laughs> yeah. out on the, the wheat uh, harvest field. And uh, that charming story is included in our Bible to show us again that God will take the least likely and include them in the genealogy of Jesus. For Ruth is a part of that genealogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And, you know, I want to read uh, an excerpt from the Passion Translation from Joshua chapter 1 so that everyone can get a little bit of a taste here. This has been one of my favorite scriptures um, in general, just you know, since I first got saved in 2008. This has been one of my favorite scriptures, and I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. This is Joshua chapter 1, and this is the Lord speaking to Joshua saying, you must remain very strong and courageous. Be faithful to obey all the teaching that my servant Moses commanded you to follow. Do not deviate from it to the right or to the left so that you will have overwhelming success in everything that you undertake. Recite the scroll of the law constantly. Contemplate it day and night and be careful to follow every word it contains. And then you will enjoy incredible prosperity and success. And I repeat, be strong and brave. Do not yield to fear or be discouraged for I am Yahweh, your God, and I will be with you wherever you go. I I loved it. When I first got saved, I, I read this scripture and it was just God told Joshua three times, be strong, be brave, be courageous, because he was terrified. And the Lord will always draw us out of our natural abilities. And this is something we cannot do without his grace, without his power, without his favor. And he's speaking into Joshua saying, you are strong, be strong. You are courageous, be courageous. And saying, you must contemplate these words, get the word of God on the inside of you, walk in the word of God. You will enjoy prosperity and success if you will just chew on the word, enjoy the word, absorb the word and walk in it. And so I love this. It's it's said beautifully in the Passion Translation. And when I was reading through uh, Joshua a bit and some of your footnotes and everything you talk about, uh, I love hearing about types and, and and shadows of Jesus in the Old Testament. And you talk about Joshua being a type of Jesus and how entering the promised land is a prophetic picture as well. I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, just the name Joshua uh, was given to him by Moses. His birth name was Hosea. It was not Joshua. Uh, Moses changed his name to, to Joshua. But uh, through the Babylonian captivity, as the people of Israel came back into the land, uh, the name uh, Joshua literally was changed to Yeshua. So there's a book in the Old Testament, the fifth book, the sixth book in our Bible, called Joshua, called Yeshua, a book called Yeshua. So everything you find in the book of Yeshua is going to point us to victory and breakthrough. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Lord is our salvation. He brings us in not only to heaven's glory, but he brings us into the abundant life, the overflowing life, the effervescence of joy and victory. And that's the inheritance we have. Joshua gave the people an earthly inheritance but our Yeshua, our heavenly Joshua, 
gives us a spiritual inheritance of every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. It's ours. So there's wonderful pictures and parallels between the life of Joshua and the exploits of Joshua and the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I love it. I love it too. And it's just all over. If we have eyes to see and ears to hear, Jesus said it continually. He said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And those who have eyes to see, let them see um, what the Lord is saying and doing in the church. And the Bible, we find Jesus all over the Old Testament. And I love how you highlight that in your footnotes and in the introduction to the book, because Jesus is the one that has brought us into the promised land. Jesus is the one that has slayed our giants, and he is the one that has brought us into abundance, and we get to take land because he's the one that brought us in. And so this is what a beautiful picture. And now more than ever, we do need to be courageous. In the promised land, there there were still battles that that needed to be won. There were there were still territories that needed to be gained. And so we do need courage, like you said, especially in this hour when there's so much exposure taking place in the world and the body of Christ, so many things and so many people being exposed. And on top of that, there's just been trials and hardships and the church is growing and religious boxes are being broken. And there's been a lot of trial and and pain and there's a lot, a lot taking place, but we need to not look at the giants as if we're grasshoppers and, and crickets, you know, like just see ourselves so small and our problems so big. We need to say, you know what, if God told me to go and take this land, if God told me this land is mine, then I need to believe that. And that takes courage and we have courage on the inside of us because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. We have all the courage of Christ, but we need to take hold of that so much. I know that, you know, all of us struggle in this time and this hour, but God, he wants to really impart courage in his people. Amen. You know, I I think of the man Joshua. He was a slave in Egypt. Mm. His first uh, 40 years, he was a slave in Egypt. Then he goes into the wilderness with uh, Moses, of course. A million people walked through the wilderness, but only two of those entered their inheritance, mm, Joshua yeah. and Caleb. I mean, so Joshua, he, he was one who would stay and linger in the presence of God. When Moses left the tabernacle, Joshua lingered in there. He just longed for God's presence. Yes. There was something unique about him. And the Lord appeared to him outside of uh, Jericho the night before as he was, uh, Joshua was looking over the city of Jericho, wondering how he's going to conquer that city. And that mighty angel of God came, which was, I believe, the Lord Jesus in a Christophany with a sword drawn and said, Joshua, I'm here to take charge. I'm not going to take sides. I'm going to take charge. And he told Joshua to humble his heart and get ready for the miracle. So, so many beautiful stories of Rahab and her deliverance with that crimson rope. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you know, just the, the stories of breakthrough and, and there's some agonizing defeat in the book of, of Joshua, but overall, it's a book of victory. There's actually one chapter that Joshua conquers 31 kings, 31 principalities. <laughs> and in the book, I list their names and show you that those are 31 strongholds in the human heart and our Yeshua conquers those 31 kings or principalities. These are powers that work in our soul to pull us away from God. And the names of the kings Joshua conquered uh, parallel that that, uh, stronghold of, of the human heart. And our Yeshua, our Joshua, defeated all 31 kings. Can you believe that? 
Isn't wow. that awesome? I can't wait to dive into that. Actually, now now that you're saying that, I wanna I gotta <laughs> I wanna look into that. I wanna dive into that to receive uh, from that. But I I love that you also talk about how how Joshua was a man after God's own heart in the sense where he lingered long in the presence of God, like the scripture talks about. I just love that in Exodus where it talks about everybody left, Moses left, and Joshua lingered long in the presence when God wanted to choose a new leader to on a on a huge mission on the on the biggest mission of leading his people millions of people out of the wilderness into the promised land he chose a lover of his presence somebody that just adored him that just lingered with him that laid at his feet that loved his presence more than life itself god can trust such a man or woman like that with large missions um it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah. you know the the anointing is one thing but the presence is another it, it really is. And that's what, as you mentioned, that's what qualifies us in God's heart before his eyes for leadership and for influence is, do we carry, like Mary, the presence of Jesus? Do we carry something that shows we've lingered long in his presence, that we're not operating under human zeal or just the efforts of, of our flesh? I'm just so so moved by the the faith of those champions you know Joshua and and other judges are actually mentioned in Hebrews 11 as champions of faith so if you were to have a meta theme or a you know the overarching theme of the book of Joshua and Judges and Ruth it would be conquering faith it would be a faith that conquers that doesn't diminish because uh, you know there's a stronghold in front of you imagine looking at this walled city and Nobody has a sword. All they have is a trumpet and the ark of glory, the presence of the Lord. Mm. And, and such faith and courage that they demonstrate, the bravery, the courage to conquer is really the word of the Lord for, for this year. Yeah, I believe that. And, you know, the book of Judges was always a very um, enlightening book for me. It, uh, when I would read through it, uh, you would just see, you know, Israel being faithful to God and then you would see their rapid decline after the days of Joshua and you would see them slip into idolatry and sin and and when they began to reap the consequences of their actions and they would cry out to God and they would yearn for him and cry out to him and he would deliver them uh, every single time he would deliver them and this happened seven times in the book where you know when the Israelites begin to experience freedom and peace they would just turn to idolatry begin to a decline and then once they experienced the darkness and the pain, they'd cry back out to God. And he would still faithfully come and deliver them and raise up judges and warriors and leaders anointed by his spirit to lead the people back to him. I would just love to hear a little bit more about that because to me, it speaks to the human condition. So many times God offers freedom with no strings attached. And then so many times we, we, yeah. we take this freedom as, as an excuse to just live however we want sometimes. Well, that is uh, the story of, of human history of how, we have these wonderful, powerful breakthroughs. You can call them revivals mm. and awakenings. But then the church grows lukewarm again. And we, you know, what Israel did in the time of the judges is really the history of the church as well. We have gone through our, you know, our seasons, our cycles of seeking God, laying it all down, you know, praying till the glory comes, mm -hmm. only to experience that revival. And in a short period afterwards, we go back into lethargy. 
So one of the key verses of the book of Judges is everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And boy, does that sound like the nations today, <laughs> yeah. that we're all just doing whatever mm. we think is right. Lawlessness is creeping into our cultures and our societies on every corner. So to find our King, Jesus, the Lord himself, as the one who is our standard, it's not human opinion, it's not you or me or, or a group of us, it's Jesus plus nothing equals revival. And we've got to come back to finding him uh, when everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes, we want to fall face down and say, Lord, what's right in your eyes? What do you want me to be, to do, and, and to say for you? Yeah, and there's so many people. There's always, in every season, in every hour, you know, there's those whose um, their, their love grows cold. You know, Jesus even spoke about it when he walked this earth. He said, many... Um, will allow their love to grow cold um, when hard times come and when all these things take place. But then, you know, there's always a remnant. There's always a remnant of people that break bread and they talk about the Lord and they and they fellowship and they share the goodness of God. And then, and not only that, but we see here in the book of Judges how God He raises up like you like you spoke about warriors leaders champions anointed ones to really uh, as as a prophetic. Um, decree like people just say no no we need to live this way no no we need to go back to Jesus we need to return to Jesus and even in this hour you know when you know people in the church many people have strayed from the church or many people are not attending church anymore strayed from you know simplicity of devotion to the Lord Jesus and their and their fire may have 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 burned you know have have burned out in a lot of ways or their fires diminished there's there's those there's a remnant out there right now that is rising up saying we want the real Jesus we don't want church like we used to do it we want the real thing we want to make a difference we want to preach the gospel we want to see signs and wonders and we want to we want to live this life out and so i find that very powerful even about the book of judges really highlighting that yeah it's it's so true our wilderness wandering is officially over we are now on the other side of the Jordan, facing our giants, facing the walled cities. And now it takes bravery. It takes courage. And thank God for the women and men that are being raised up like you, Michael, and others that are voices that bring courage, that bring awakening to the hearts of people. Yeah, the one judge that kind of, there's one verse of one judge, his name was Shamgar. Mm -hmm. What a name. It's not even a Jewish name. So he was obviously... <laughs> A proselyte to Judaism. He was not, uh -huh. uh, you know, Jewish by birth. And he was nobody with a stick. All he had was an ox goat. A nobody with a stick killed 600 of the, of the Fleshistines, the yeah. Philistines, <laughs> and conquered and, and rallied Israel to victory. Yeah. A nobody with a stick brought a breakthrough. So, you know, there's no excuse for us. And that's what the book of Judges really does is it rips off every excuse that we put on our life. You know, I'm too old, too young. I'm this, I'm that. I'm not qualified. There is no excuse. This is a day of deliverers, daybreakers and dawn makers being raised up. And I'm so glad I'm alive for this day to watch it. Amen. And God is using the Passion Translation to equip many of these warriors and leaders that are rising in the body of Christ. And so what can people expect out of the Passion and Fire movement in the coming days? And what is the next? I know you said you translated Ezekiel and Daniel. Are they all getting bunched into one book? What's the next uh, group of books that are, that are coming out? Yeah, I believe uh, our publishers are going, going to put out um, 
Jeremiah and Lamentations as a standalone, which is Jeremiah is it, by word count, it's the longest book in the Old Testament. And with the five chapters of Lamentations attached, it's a significant uh, body of, of work. And then I think the plan is that we will put out Isaiah through Malachi in one, uh, one volume. And mm-hmm. that'll be the last before the New Testament comes, or before the entire Bible comes out. Wow. Okay. Awesome. And so the Passion and Fire movement in general, I know there's been a lot less travel. I know you've been doing, you, you've got a mentoring group. I know that you're translating. I know that you did a lot of travel. I don't know if you're doing any more of that, but what could people expect um, from the Passion and Fire movement? How could they get, get connected to that? And what do you guys do and you want them to know about? Yeah. One of the things we're excited about is this live study group that I have. Uh, hundreds of people are tuning in on Thursday nights, 7 p.m. East Coast time. And we're going verse by verse through the book of Hebrews, and we're actually uh, studying uh, about Joshua and how he parallels Jesus in Hebrews chapter Mm 4. So it's really exciting, and people could go to passionandfire.com. That's our website. And then if you want to register for the free Hebrews course, just put uh, backslash Hebrews live. So passionandfire.com slash Hebrews live. And uh, you can register, and we'll send you a reminder. And you can tune in every Thursday. Join us. Oh, and there's so much great content. I recommend going to passionandfire.com. And um, it's .com, right? I said that right? <laughs> Passion and Fire. Yeah, that's Okay, good, good. Yeah. I, I recommend subscribing to their newsletters. I get newsletters all the time. Candice is um, Brian's wife, and she helps the translation. But she also releases prophetic words. And they have so much wonderful content and so many amazing things happening in their ministry that you guys would definitely benefit from. And so tap into that. But Brian, thank you so much for talking with me today. And um, it's always a joy to speak with you. What a blessing. Thank you, Michael. God bless you, your wife, family, and all your friends. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. For those who are listening, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We can get it out to more people so that they can be awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hello, everybody. Mike Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. Um, I definitely want to check that out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up an online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, full-time jobs, raising four small children. They stepped out in faith, and God is honoring it every step of the way. It's www.thehopefilledjourney.com. This is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry and more you'll be able to find amazing clothes for spring handmade jewelry their goal is to inspire faith through the, through their product line as well as high quality in all they do and produce check it out it's the hopefilledjourney.com and also if you today if you go well you have a promo code awaken promo code awaken if you go to the website you can get 25 percent off of all full priced items and all orders over 60 dollars will ship free and so that's 25 percent off today all full price items and any orders 60 dollars or more will ship free and so make sure to go to the website that is www.thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to use promo code awaken <music>